Every kid has that one gift they want more than anything for Christmas. This is the story of mine. Bookends? And they have baseballs on them. I see that. No, not those. Nintendo. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced it was deemed not a video game, but an 8-bit entertainment system. No Nintendo in my house. I second that. Looks like a no-go on Nintendo. I needed a Christmas miracle. The year was 1987, or was it 88? Super Bowl was in 86. Okay, does it really matter, Dad? Okay. The year was the late 80s. I was 11 years old. Did you wear a helmet? Yeah. We always wore helmets in the 80s. Me and my friends would do anything just to play one. Any of you huddle masters want to play? Yeah! What have you brought me? I got a goldfish! Untraceable! Cash money! It's the final countdown! One thing became clear. I needed to get my own. This is bigger than Christmas. Sour Vietnam. I don't think that means what you think it means. I have no idea what it means. We're gonna get in so much trouble. Sometimes during Christmas, just when you think that all hope is lost, something magical happens. Sold out in 20 minutes. Suddenly, one woman punched her grandma right in the throat. Same family, too. Are you making all this up? No, no, no way. You guys here in the race selling contest? First prize is a brand new Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm gonna kill you. Hold on. There are no rules. That Nintendo's mine. What do you want? Wanna buy a wreath? Ma! This kid thinks your wreath sucks! Video games have been doing all kinds of strange things to children. What? It was the 80s. Stuff got real. Red Dog, this is Bluebird. This is Rainbow One. What happened to Red Dog? I changed it. We're allowed to change names now. This is Millennium Falcon. Super cool. Woo! Love it. Rated PG. Hello and welcome to episode 242 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark. Joining me tonight is Andy and Nick. How are you doing? Hello. Ho, 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 ho. Hello. Oh, God. Oh, we've got Santa as well. I didn't know we invited him. He's everywhere, don't you know? He's always watching. It's only the 7th of December. Can't... Just wait your turn. It's literally the first night of Hanukkah. Just, just hold off a little bit um, before that. And that say, being said, um, the reason I'm being joined by these two schmucks is because we've watched another video game kind of movie. This one, a little bit more tangentially uh, attached to video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's the thing. This is the first Christmas film we covered. We yep. we googled video game Christmas movies and this was the only thing that came up. Um, we watched 2021's Eight Bit Christmas. Um, the film's so good that it didn't even get a cinematic release. It went straight to HBO Max. I mean, in fairness, it was COVID times. Yeah, it was so. COVID. It was COVID times. Were cinemas open? It was. Then? 
Who knows? Um, 2021? HBO. They were. I don't know. I didn't go... I don't know. Mm. Um, Whatever. It's from the studio that brought you Elf. Oh, you know this was nowhere near as good as Elf. I've Ooh. never seen Elf. You've never oh seen Elf? Oh my god. Uh, wow. You've got never to see seen Elf. Elf is a I modern classic. I know. It's great. I know. I'm sure it is. Um, although, do you like it because you watched it when you were a kid? And I don't think I was a kid it. when no. it came. Well, when I say I was when a kid. When did it come out? 2003 it came out? 20 years. So how old were you in 2003? 11. You were 11 years old? That's a kid. Was it 2003? It was 2003. Yeah, I got it right. You were a kid. No, I think Elf's a really good Christmas film. Uh, You were a child. very good in it. It's got good humour from that guy, Will Ferrell. Um, It's got um, the guy from Modern Family plays Caminet. Yeah, he's good. And it's got Bob Peter Dinklage Newhart. in it as well, so yeah. you know it's a great it's, Christmas okay. film. All it's right, really all right, you're selling me. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I saw it. Favre. We're not here to talk about Elf. We're here to we're here to talk about Eight Bit Christmas, from uh, directed by Michael Douse, uh, the man who brought us such films as Fubar and the F Word. What? And um, oh, I, to see I looked down his F-word. IMDb and I didn't recognize any of his films. But he did direct the film It's All Gone Pete Tong, which I heard was quite fun. Uh, the Paul K film um, about, a, uh, it's about a DJ who starts to lose his hearing. Right. Yeah, no it's a, about a, a, like a, like a, you know, an Ibiza-style DJ who goes deaf. It's like that um, Riz is Ahmed it, film. Is it like right the... Before that Riz Ahmed film. Yeah, the the metal film, Sound of Music, Sound of Sound of Metal, Sound, sound of, of Metal, music. Sound of Metal. <laughs> that yeah, was it's um, like the Sound of Metal. It probably shouldn't be, but to, to me, that was a horror film. It was greatly unsettling. Yeah, um, very good. Great though. film. Again, and not the film we're here to talk <laughs> about, though. Sounds like we're trying to avoid no, talking no, about the film we're here no. to talk about, and I don't know why because it's not a bad film. I was, yeah, um, yeah. So, 8-Bit Christmas is a 2021 American Christmas comedy film directed by Michael Dowes from a screenplay by uh, Kevin Jakubowski uh, based upon his novel of the same name. It's based on a novel? Novel? Yes. It said that in the credits at the end. Oh, okay. It stars Neil Patrick Harris, Winslow Fegley, June Diane Raphael, David Cross, and Steve Zahn. The film was released on November 24th, 2021. On HBO Max, receiving generally favorable reviews from critics. It's got quite a high rating yeah. on uh, the old Rotten Tomatoes. But, uh, I think it's 80, 84%. Here we go. Um, for viewers seeking an undemanding and sweetly nostalgic ode to Yuletide, Yuletide seasons past, 8 Bit Christmas boots up without a glitch. Uh, let's see what they did there. Uh, <laughs> how do you do, fellow kids? I don't know. Um, so yeah, it stars uh, Neil Patrick Harris as um, grown-up Jake Doyle, who has uh, an incredibly annoying daughter who only wants a phone and she just wants to text people all the time. Like, when was this set? In you mean which the bit? modern day bits? I 20, guess like twenty twenty one. Yeah. Who's 
who even like even in the the dark and distant past of two years ago who was texting when was the last time you sent a text message Costco when they wanted to take everything's whatsapp but now everything's whatsapp uh facebook instant messenger again um twitter dms discord i can't remember the last time i sent someone a text message i sometimes if i'm in a meeting at work and someone rings me i will do one of those send text rip you know canned replies Ooh. oh That's yeah the only yeah, time yeah. i send texts uh, looking at my phone but then you're not sending a text then oh yes your phone automatically i sent a thumbs up to someone who sent me a canned reply does that count Oh no, you're turning into your dad. Uh, no, as in like I rang them and they yeah. sent me a canned reply saying I'll call you later and I put And a you replied up. you replied with an emoji of a thumbs up, you're turning into your dad. <laughs> How do you know my dad replies with thumbs up emojis? Because every dad replies with thumbs up emojis. <laughs> Andy is a dad. Andy, how do you respond to things? Thumbs up. There you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> that was a leading when you question. A dad. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, but you remember also, kids are not allowed on social media, so they're not allowed to use WhatsApp. They're not allowed yeah, to use... kids under thirteen are technically not allowed to sign up from a social media account. So this is true. This is why, true. That's why it's um, texted. Does WhatsApp count as social media? Yeah, yeah, it still has the thirteen policy. Facebook instant messaging. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's all the thirteen policy. Um, what it's I was going to say is, do you yeah. not think it's a bit creepy that like this dude's this dude, Neil Patrick mm-hmm. Harris, has Jake Doyle. Jake Doyle, thank you. Has mm-hmm. his eight, ten-year-old daughter's friends text in text them. Oh yeah, she's like, "Can I send? Can yeah. I text my friend from your phone?" Yeah, yeah, and he says, "No." She said this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit weird. Like that's he's a bit texting weird. through them, but it's still him texting the girls. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to bowl straight over that, just like the film does. <laughs> um, so Jake it does Doyle some great bit of foreshadowing, like, though. Does it? With the ice and the Santa. The Santa tells him to watch out for the ice. Right. On the pa- pavement. Yes. And he falls on it. Yes. Okay. At, right at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Outside the shopping mall. I said, that's going to be important later. Mm. It's like it Chekhov's was. gun. But yeah. it was an icy pavement. Chekhov's icy pavement. <laughs> um, it off. The Christmas version. Yeah. So um, he's got uh, a NES, a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, and uh, the daughter is amazed by it. And he says, "I've got this incredible story to tell you about how I, I got think my she was really amazed Nintendo by Entertainment it. System." <laughs> no, she wasn't really <laughs> she, at all. She was just, she like, was just humoring him dad? so that she could send text messages yeah. from his phone. Yeah. Um, and so we get treated to a um, uh, a Princess Bride esque story where, uh, like you know, th- um, framing device where he's going to explain a story to a disinterested young yep. person who will increasingly become interested as the story goes along. Um, so we get a flashback to his youth when he was an eleven year old kid. Uh, we get introduced to his his family. Um, sorry. I really enjoyed the transition from old day to modern day, the first one, because he put Paperboy on oh, in Nets and he started playing Paperboy. And then it zoomed yeah. in on the TV yeah, yeah. and the, it was an overhead shot of him cycling. Yeah, the yeah. 80s. There was some good transitions in this. It was, it was a well put together film. 
Yeah, and then they did the gag about how she she asked him if he was wearing a helmet. Yeah, and he yes. said yes, yeah. we we were. Yes, I did, and like it popped in, in this, a helmet. Yeah. That was quite. His hat turns into a helmet. There was some, yeah, that was quite fun. There were some really nice touches along the way with this film. There were. Um. So yeah, uh, Timothy Keane. So I'm just going to read some of this from the Wikipedia um, summary because it's nice and it's nice and concise. This one, Timothy Keane, the richest kid in the grade, is the only kid in town with a new ent- Nintendo Entertainment System and all the latest accessories. Every day, Jake and his friends gather with the rest of the school outside Timmy's house, where he chooses ten kids to play in his basement. Um. I like that. That who was it? The first one of those scenes, or one of the early ones where, every, like, people. It's, no, it's when he gets the power glove. Yeah, yeah. Uh... when Timmy gets the power glove, and the kids come and like to offer tribute. <laughs> yes, see which of them, and there's like, like, the high school football coaches there as well, and he's got like they're all like offering up all their presents, and he's got he's just got a bundle of money, and he's like <clears throat> untraceable cash, <laughs> untraceable cash. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> And Jake has like some his dad's salami or something. Salami, yeah. German yeah. sausage. Um, yeah, it was that was a, that was a really nice uh, thing because of course everyone wants to see the power of the power glove. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It was garbage. It was. They show it in there. Yeah. But um, Jake wants a Nintendo system, um, so he goes and asks. Uh, his parents, um, his mum, played by uh, June Diane Raphael, one third of the What Makes This... No, How Did This Film Get Made? How Did This Get Made? How Did This Get Made podcast? Sorry, fucking hell. Uh, which is a very, very funny podcast about um, terrible movies. Uh, she plays the mum. Steve Zahn plays the, the um, DIY-obsessed father. Was it? Uh, and then... There's his younger sister, Lizzie the Cunt, um, who I absolutely fucking hated. <laughs> <laughs> so the the mother, I've I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. I'm just looking down her, or at least if June Diane Raphael, she's she's done lots of like little. Um, she would, she's been she in like some a bit films, in Parks and Rec, and yeah, bits and bobs like that, but. She was giving me really big, like you, you know how um, yeah, one. Oh, what's the guy called now? It's like budget Matt Damon. Who? What the father? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm talking about a different actor. Um, okay, Jesse Plemons. Plemons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always think he's like a budget. Jesse Plemons. Who was a? Who was a? But they couldn't yeah. afford Matt Damon, so they got Jesse Plemons instead. That's. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's a massive disservice to Jesse Plemons, who is an 100%, incredible actor. Hundred percent, he's great. But I always refer to him as Budget Matt Damon because he looks a lot like. So Matt who Damon. is um, who is June Diane Raphael the budget version of? I really got massive budget Catherine Ryan vibes. Catherine Ryan. Mm, Go maybe, back and watch it. Kind and of. She even like her her the way Does she. Does Catherine Ryan do much acting? Not a lot now. Oh, okay. I'm not saying they wanted Catherine Ryan for the part. I'm just no, saying no, no, she no. gave off Catherine Ryan vibes. I I'm just looking. At, I know uh, June Dan Raphael from mostly from the How Did This Get Made podcast. Um, she's married to Paul Shear, who's very funny, also on that podcast, and she's done lots of very funny like TV things. And I was just looking down her film credits. She was in Zodiac, apparently. Yeah, 
I had no idea. Nope. Um, Bridewell. She's fun. Um, yeah, she's. Uh, he has a clever plan to like just overload her with like too much information and then ask for a Nintendo, knowing that she'll mm. just say yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he asks his dad, who is. I, I know I don't quite work out whether they were going out like he's terrible at DIY or not. Um, I think it was that he he likes to do DIY projects but never finish them. Right, I got gotcha. what I got from okay. it. As he takes yeah, too yeah, much yeah. on, he's like it, instead of finishing one job, he'll move on to the next and leave it half finished. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then his cunt of a little sister as well. Will not uh, is doing everything she can to undermine his plans to get. A, Why did you hate the little sister so much? Oh, she's just awful all the way through. She's just a horrible person. I didn't think she's she awful. was that bad. She yeah, reminded but... me. Do you know? She was like. Um, she reminded me of. Do you, do you guys uh, ever watch Arthur? Yeah, all the yeah. time. She, she's not DW. She, she is DW. She's not DW. She is DW. <laughs> oh, she's not that bad. She was. Just, she was awful. She was just a troll. No, she is yeah, as bad as not, DW. No. She's not that bad. No, she was fucking with fucking with our boy shit all the way through the film. Well, that's what occasionally girls, she pretends to be nice. That's what sisters do. I got a younger sister. She was never that nasty. Sibling rivalry. So I, 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 I don't uh, accept that. Anyway, I'll stop insulting small children. Um... <laughs> Yeah, tired of pandering for Timmy uh, for access to the covered Nintendo, Jake dreams of getting his own system for Christmas and approaches a distracted mother and forever DIYing dad about getting one for the holidays, only to be shut down on the basis that video games are bad for your brain and he should play outside more. Um, Not heard that one before. Well, I know. Uh, Jake's quest for Nintendo intensifies after Timmy angrily destroys his TV after losing a game, seriously injuring his family's dog. <laughs> that dog was dead. Come on. <laughs> that dog was that so dog dead. Was absolutely uh, it was like it was just a smear on the carpet i will that, say though that, like, that scene gate like i genuinely gasped when it happened <laughs> i didn't expect yeah. that from this kind of film what no christmas film i didn't i think like, the tv like, him sort of like murder jumping through the air and kicking the tv fair enough but then it fell on the dog i was like <gasps> yeah <laughs> can you do that <laughs> um So uh, Jake's uh, hearing the first prize of her first prize of a scout fundraiser for selling the most Christmas wreaths will be a Nintendo. Which come on, which <laughs> how much was a Nintendo Back an right. NES in nineteen eighty seven? Nineteen eighty seven. Quite a lot of money. A Nintendo lot of money. Right? Entertainment system price. And you got like accounting for one hundred forty four ninety nine. What? How's that accounting for inflation? USD inflation changer. One hundred eighty. Inflation calculator. Eighty-seven. So one hundred and hundred forty-four dollars in nineteen eighty-seven is three hundred eighty-six dollars and seventy-seven cents in twenty twenty-three. See, that's not terrible. That's like that's that, not terrible. But stayed the same base. I mean, how many sc- scout troops do you know could afford to just drop four hundred four hundred dollars on a? Prize. Oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah, so that was a little bit. Um, but I, I guess like the whole there's, there's a lot of things that happen in this that are like Ooh. he's clearly telling like a embellished story. Yeah. 
the yes. football coach for the high school was clearly not offering untraceable cash money. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's, on a Nintendo. that's one of the things that I would say almost <laughs> definitely happened. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a bit later on, which made me go like, come on, this is silly. We'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Okay. Um, yeah, Jake and his friends compete to sell the most wreaths and win the system. Um, Jake endures the humiliation of wearing girl boots Shoveling dog poop and family shopping trips to the mall. His sister has her own desired toy, a cabbage patch kids doll, and Jake agrees to drop hints on her behalf and even accompanying his father to a back alley deal to buy one of the sold out dolls in exchange for tips on selling wreaths in the old folks home. That was a good scene uh, with David Cross. Yeah, yeah good. very good. The guy good. selling black market <laughs> Christmas gifts. <laughs> Just unboxed Cabbage Patch dolls with the date of birth written in Biro on their bum. <laughs> yeah. Which was, yeah. It was hilarious how, like, it was obviously meant to be, like, you know, those, um, like, gun sellers you get in movies that like, deal out of the back of the cars and stuff, and he just, like, pulls this yeah. blanket off the, his merchandise, and it's, like, Cabbage Patch Kids and NESs and stuff. Yep. Fucking love it. Brilliant. He played that so well as well. Yeah. Love David Cross. Um... The wreath cells end up being a dead end after Timmy's father convinced the community to ban video games and the children decide to take matters in their own hand, selling baseball cards, including a rare Bill Ripken card, um, to pool their money and buy a system to share. Without a ride to the mall, they concoct an elaborate plan to sneak away during the, the school field trip. This was fucking Ocean's Eleven levels of, like, heist. Um, it involved how one of the kids on the bus eating two tins of cold spaghetti hoops so that they would start projectile vomiting all over the teacher, giving them enough time for him to sneak out, go to the shop, buy a Nintendo and come back. Excellent projectile vomiting too. It's incredible projectile vomiting, yeah. Um, Jake manages to evade parents who are protesting video games in front of the game store. They get one of the other kids to phone up um well, we're, we're, and get them to we... go to a payphone to see if they would like be interested in in adopting a nephew. <laughs> I think you've you've have we missed a bit of the story here, possibly. Where the reason they have to do this is because oh, yeah. um th- because of the bro- the dog the broken leg dog that his pair Timmy Keen's pair. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned that it says like Timmy's father convinced the community to ban video games. Ooh. Yeah, which means that the scout troop yeah. now gives him a set of encyclopedias instead of the NES. <laughs> yes, as a reward yeah. for winning the. Most we also reads. missed um, we missed a bit that when they go to the supermarket and they're, they're in the game shop. Yeah, there's an NES there, yeah. and it's talking to him, and he's like, "I've got all these games. Come and play all these games." And he asks, keeps asking if he's got these games, and he's like, "No, I don't have that Super one. Mario. No, I don't have that one. I got that one. How about the playing only one this one?" Yeah, the only one they've got is Rampage. Yes. which is not a good game. Oh, I love you. <laughs> think that was that um, yeah, I love that game. No, it's bad. Like, have you got Donkey Kong? Um, I accept that one. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. No, I've not got that one either. That one. Yeah. I do have Rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and whilst he's like transfixed playing Rampage for some reason, he loses sight of his sister uh, and and his parents are super angry and they find it. And then, yeah, he's lost his retainer. And this is the bit, right, where I was like, okay, this has got to be some sort of like 
This is clearly a surreal, embellished retelling of what happened. Because there's a bit where he's running down the stairs, running down the escalator to get his retainer back that he spotted. And the dad's like barging people out of the way as he's going down the escalator and like runs into someone dressed as an elf and literally throws them off the side of the escalator, probably killing them. <laughs> oh, the bit though where like he was about to get the retainer and it got licked by the mop and then he had to uh, put it in his mouth anyway. I was like, <laughs> grim. Sorry. Um, he was, was good. Like the the kid he plays the young version of Neil Patrick Harris is like him and uh, and all the people who play with friends like it's Lucas. it's hard to get uh, you know good kid actors and they were all they were all really good really good really fun I like the um, we haven't talked about him at all but um, oh we'll talk about some characters when we get to the end of it um, uh, where do we get to um, oh yeah uh, Jake manages to evade the parents of protesters in video games in front of the game store to buy a Nintendo and run back to the bus only for the game system to be crushed by the school bus um, a kind adult who sends Jake back to his field trip advises him to focus less on the presents and more on the season of giving well, why did he say a kind David adult Cross and not the backyard dealer who and, uh, dealt him the cabbage yeah, it was. Kit. it was uh, David Cross, David Cross. Uh, it was David Cross yeah and he slips um, on the Christmas ice, Day comes and it? Jake does not receive a Nintendo yeah, he missed. He um, slipped on the ice that was foreshadowed at the beginning yeah. of the uh, film. Yeah, which means um, the Nintendo gets crushed. Then we get one of the many, many fake outs. The game, the the, the, the film pulls was that they get the Nintendo, then it gets crushed by the bus, and then a Christmas Day comes along and he doesn't get the Nintendo, and then all oh, it's a secret <laughs> present from from the rich uncle, and he goes to open it and it's light. It's not. It's a light bright. And then, <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I thought it was going to be? I thought it was going to be a Famicom and he'd be like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> of course yeah. it was the Famicom in Japan, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I thought he'd be like, what the fuck's a Famicom? But, It'd be worth more money. Well, yeah. Um, Sorry. Uh, instead, his father surprises Jake with a backyard tree fort he made himself with a trapdoor, ladders and lights. Jake never got the Nintendo for Christmas, but the tree fort and his father's love for him was the better gift. Aww. Um, I expect, you know when they have like, when you're on Wikipedia, you have like sources. Yes. Like, and when there's not a source, you get, I was expecting to say Jake never got the Nintendo for Christmas, but the tree fort and his father's love for him was the better gift. Citation needed. <laughs> I mean, you can put that if you want. Am I? <laughs> can I edit this? I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna if try anyone it. goes onto the Wikipedia for 8-Bit Christmas and it says citation needed after that, then um, we know who did it. Yeah. I don't know how you even do... Uh, it, want me, it wants me to log in. I'm not, I can't remember my username and password. I'll, I'll, try and, I'll try and do that later. Um, adult Jake tells his daughter he eventually bought his own Nintendo after working all summer to earn one and shows her the tree fort which remains standing, reminiscing about all the good memories made and the ventures he had because of his father's gift. And then he goes in and they have um, dinner with his now elderly mother, um, played again by June Diane Raphael, but in old person makeup. And the dad's not there, presuming, and I'm guessing, he either died uh, in a DIY accident or uh, in a fist fight at a sporting event. (laughs) Either one of those. It's yeah. going to be one of those two. <laughs> There's no way that guy died of natural causes. Yeah. Well, maybe he was attacked by elves. He gets into fights 
he nearly gets into fights with so many people. He throws a guy off the side of a of an escalator. He he gets into multiple road rage incidents. Yep. Um. He definitely died young of unnatural causes. I'll go. Um. With that. Yeah. There's a. There's quite a lot to like about this film. It was fairly like I want to say unremarkable. Um. It's not a Christmas classic. No. But it was way no. better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. There's lots of fun little characters. Ooh. I really like the guy um what's his name? Uh I'm looking for it here. Josh Jagorski. Like the big oh, kid. Yeah. The one who's like either been held the back a few head. years or has had a massive growth spurt. Yeah, the metalhead who like Every day stands on the top of the hill, and the kids try and like, yeah. get, like go past it, and he's just beats all of them up. <laughs> that was a good um, scene. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a Donkey Kong thing. <laughs> yeah, they all <laughs> had to like climb the hill, and he throw them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a fun character. Um, the weird, like the like the nerdy kid that none of the other kids like. Mm. Yep. But that gives him the um, gives him the tip on the bus to stand up to to the big guy, to to Josh Jagorski. He was quite fun. Uh, all of his friends were fun as well. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you want to what do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Any really, particular like... moments that stood out for you? I, just lots of little things that I've kind of just been dotting in really as we've gone through Mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing that made it quite although the story was like really simple and has been done a million times before um and it wasn't really very i don't want to say it wasn't original but it it was definitely not an unexpected film there were no surprises apart from the dog no but it was these little touches that made it not only enjoyable and funny but also um, appeal to a gaming audience while also not coming across as too much like they're just jamming references in mm. because they can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a nostalgia buzz for me. Yeah, I mean... I... See, that's that's the thing that I've seen a lot of people um, write it off as, as just like just pure 80s nostalgia bait. Um, I'm not from the 80s. What? I'm not from the 80s. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was not old when this film was set. I was not old enough to have coherent, lasting memories. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Um, so I can't feel um any nostalgia for it at all. Yeah. But a lot of people who were alive at that time kind of uh were. Uh, I, I, from what I saw, a lot of people were like writing it off, but without even seeing it, just based on the trailer from some little bits I saw on YouTube. Um, but a lot of the like, just looking at reviews on uh, Letterboxes, a lot of people just saying <laughs> that it's like, um, yeah, uh, uh, 80s nostalgia bait. So one of the reviews here just says three stars, based Steely Dan fan. I forgot about that scene when they're in the car. Yeah. <laughs> And the dad's insisting they listen to Steely Dan, which everyone should fucking listen to more Steely Dan. 
Um, yeah, like uh, it's not the most incredible film ever made, and it's not a Christmas classic. It's not one that you would like have to watch every Christmas. Not like Elf, no. for example. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a nice film, I think, and. It was well made. The kids were really good, all the actors. Like, yeah. I don't think any of them had bad performances. Uh, the kid who's like a pathological liar, that was hilarious. Oh, he's the one who yeah. rings up the... Yeah. Um... Yes, he rings up the... pretending to be like, a, um, like trying to give people nephews. Mm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which I found very funny. <laughs> Wouldn't it be devastating to go another Christmas without having a nephew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then he's like, "They actually bought it. <laughs> we can still hear you." Um, yeah, no, it was really good. Um, I think I don't know. It was just those little bits, like I say. Yeah, in some ways, it's a very kiddie-friendly Goonies. Because if you rewatch a Goonies now, the Goonies is quite yeah. sweary. You know, I wouldn't show it to my, my daughters yet. The Goonies, they're not ready for that. But this is a very much a family, mm. kiddie-friendly Goonies, Goonies type film, where the kids are planning, they get up to escapades, and there's a strong bond yeah, they've got between like that. That's it. Yeah, is what I was going to say. It's like um, the first half of it mm. before the whole clown stuff. Like you've got that bond of a group of friends of characters. It's very like Goonies. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other thing I was going to liken it to somewhat is uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, which mm. is obviously the Arnold Schwarzenegger film um, about the kid who wants a Turbo Man, but they told you know Turbo Man's are sold out and all of that, which kind of is basically the Cabbage Patch Kid um, storyline in this film. Because I'm pretty sure Arnold Schwarzenegger also like does a weird dodgy back seat backyard. Deal he does, yeah. So it's like point. he goes to visit the bad Santas, doesn't he? Um, yeah. To get a you know counterfeit Turbo Man. So you know it's it's got bits of that shoved in, but I guess it's just more on the nostalgia side for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, I'm, I was an eighties kid, and I really wanted a Spectrum up during the eighties, you know, for Christmas. So it mm. sort of brings that to me when I really, really wanted a ZX Spectrum Plus 2 with the tape. Did record. you get one? I did. And I've still got it. Okay. I was going nice. to say, I've got a Spectrum Plus 2. Yeah. <laughs> with the um, tape recorder built in and stuff. Um, yeah, the Plus 2 yeah, had the tape recorder in, didn't it? Yeah. Still got some got some games, but the only problem with the Spectrum Plus 2, it didn't have a little... Counter that took that would help you to rewind certain games. Certain games you have to rewind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just it it does hit, and it's you know it's not offensive, and it's just a fun ninety-seven minutes, and it breezes along. You know, there's no real stoppage. There's no. You know, there's some nice bits with family and stuff, but it just breezes along. It just gets the story mm-hmm. moving. You know, Neil Patrick Hallis, you know, and his daughter interject now and then, but you know, it just just jogs along at a nice little brisk pace, and it doesn't outlast. You know, 
it's not going to go to two hours. You know, there's no need for it to go to two hours. It's done. Um, add anything. You know, you you've always got that kid as well, who is who has everything. You know, he was, like I said, a bit you know like a right dick, but they did exist. You know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, aspects like that, it's yeah. it's fully like dialed up to eleven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there, there's always there always there's always a kid like that in these stories. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It was it was fun. Um, proper movie length. Um, no real pacing issues at all. It didn't like there was no bits where it felt like it was lagging at all. Um, yeah, it was like technically a, a well, very well made movie. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Proper pre act structure. Um, um plenty of like there were no like particularly outstanding scenes. There was just lots and lots of little moments that were very funny. Mm. Like just lots of little funny little visual gags. The the from out of nowhere projectile vomiting on the bus. Um <laughs> just like just like weird moments of shock that and the dog getting crushed and yeah. and and whatnot. Um um, they were like and I, very funny, and like I did find the the very last scene quite poignant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where they were like sitting down for Christmas dinner, and they'd laid a table and put his dad because his dad always drank out of this glass, and they'd like put that on yeah. where he sat and stuff. I thought that was quite, yeah, just a nice touch that they didn't have to do. No, I wish they had explained whether or not he died in a sporting <laughs> event, like fist fight or something <laughs> like that. But, uh, but apart from that. Can't really fault it. Yeah. It was a, it was um it was schmaltzy but like not too saccharine. Yeah. No, yeah. About as schmaltzy as you expect from a from a a family Christmas film. Yeah. Um did you watch this one with your with your kids, Andy? No, no. Um I watched it at night. You didn't, didn't okay. have time for it. I'll probably I would do. I'll watch it with Francis and you know, and Luna. There's nothing you know, yeah. Owen's probably a bit too young to fully understand it. Francis would probably get it more. Um, but it was nothing mm. offensive in sight for, for me, you know. They can watch it perfectly no. fine. Um, I did like the, yeah. the feeling. I mean, I, I don't think it's it's probably one that, like, young kids wouldn't get. Yeah. But, you know, anyone who's, like, the age of the, of the main characters in the film probably suitable for anyone that age. Yeah, I also like the fact that it touched upon the fact that anything new was instantly frowned upon. <laughs> oh, talking, of, talking about films, uh, just just quickly mentioning, like uh, talking about f- films being appropriate for for kids. I forgot, like one of the one of the friends, um, is described as the kid who like who got to he sees all the R rated movies. To, uh, his parents let him watch R-rated movies. Oh yeah, and he keeps on referencing films that none of the other kids have seen because <laughs> they're too young. Yeah, <laughs> Scarface and whatever there else. That yeah, yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. He references RoboCop at one point as well, oh, and none yes. of them have seen RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fine. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, like this is a weird one because, like, in terms of um films, it's average. In terms of like Christmas films, it's it's not one of the greats. Top half. The in terms of 
in terms of films that we have watched on this podcast, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very, very low bar. Um, and I think this is definitely one of the better ones that you've watched, because it- almost definitely because it is not based on a video game. It's not based on a video game franchise. It's very tangentially. It's basically, um. A, like a, uh, a, uh, a newer version of um, A Christmas Story. Yeah. But with an, an NES instead of, I can't remember what the kid wants in The Christmas Story. Um, Whatever he wants. It's just an updated version of that, but kind of kind of updated for the 80s. Yeah. Uh, what would it be today? What are the kids after? What's the hot thing this Christmas? I mean, when I was younger, they always used to be news reports on what's the hot thing that everyone wants at Christmas this year. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Or I don't know what it is now. Um, um Something oh, to do with Fortnite. Probably subscriptions. <laughs> I think I read more hot people... Hot Toys want. 2023. Subscriptions. I think that was it. Super Mario. Flipperous Snow Adventure set. What What are Balloboons? No idea. Balloobles? Balloobles. No? It's a good housekeeping uh, thing here, and it's... Yeah, that's what I'm on. Um, experts predict the best-selling toys for the Christmas season. Oh, Barbie making a comeback, of course. That oh, makes yeah. sense. LOLs. Marvel. Gabby's Dollhouse Girl Barbie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Furbies? Yeah, what year is this? Everywhere. Oh, that reminds me. Have you guys have you guys seen the Instagram account who um takes toys like Furbies and then gradually ups the voltage on them? <laughs> so instead of putting uh, batteries no. in, he hooks it up to like a <coughs> like a voltage thing and then he ups he shows it in like normal operation and then he gradually increases the voltage to see how they break until they set on fire, basically. Very good. <laughs> I just looked, and I was looking on this list here, and like number ten, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm just saying number ten. Scale Electrics, John, <laughs> John Lewis versus Waitrose, Scale Electrics. Wow. Um, this is the thing. Like, right? I mean, there's. I guess if you want a direct thing of what would be the hottest NES right now, would be like a PlayStation Five. Yeah, but or an not Xbox really Series X. It? It's not, it's somehow no, not the same. I mean, the other year it would have been. And it was like, so uh, I watched a video of a couple of guys talking about the, this film like based on like the preview. So they hadn't actually seen it. And they were talking about like how, and they remember, they're old enough to remember what it was like in 1987. And there wasn't, there weren't shortages of NES consoles. Yeah, no. like they, they weren't like people fighting for them. Maybe they were for Cabbage Patch dolls. I don't know. Yeah, that but was bit... uh, you could walk into any shop and get an NES. So there wasn't like this weird shortage of it. But was that um, because more because pe- they weren't like video games in the home, especially weren't as integrated, and also probably they weren't no, not them at all mm. as much. Yeah, uh, like like barely anyone had them really. Yeah, and, and it wasn't until like the ps1 that started to become like really really well the, the snes and the ps1 that it started to become like really prolific yeah. um and and you know it's even then like nowhere near to what it is today i guess like the equivalent would be like the first year that the xbox series x and s and the playstation 5 were out 
and you literally could not. As soon as they were available to pre-order online, the pre-orders were gone. They could, they didn't even make it to shop shelves um, because of like the stock shortages uh, and the fact that everyone was stuck at home and wanted a new console to play on. Mm. I guess like I remember the Wii coming out. That was quite that was sought after and hard to get hold of. Oh yeah, for ages. Portables as well. They were PS4 was for a while as well. Oh really? Yeah. Remember, I pre-ordered a PS4 uh, before they came out, and then it came day one and everything. And I remember walking into a game, um, a local branch of um, game to like trade in some old PS3 games to pick up something. I can't remember what it was. And the guy was shocked that I actually had a PS4. Apparently there was, for a good few months when that console first came out, there were like real stock shortages of it. Oh, wow. I, I also yeah. pre-ordered a PS4, so I didn't really notice any of that. Uh, no, but if you, apparently if you went into, if you didn't pre-order and you went into the shops to go and get one, and they came out, for a good few months you couldn't find one. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the Wii was the was definitely that that one was always felt for like a couple of years. It felt like yeah, like always out of stock. PSP yeah. was out of stock as well when it first released. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just could not make them fast enough. I remember the Spectrum. Yeah, the Spectrum was difficult to get. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't. So I don't know what it was like in the U. In was the that US. because they just didn't make many of them? They at just first. they didn't realize they didn't. Maybe they didn't know that. Yeah, those are just the, the, like they didn't know that there would be much demand or whatever. Yeah, especially the first one, you know, the rubber keyed one when that first came out. Um, mm-hmm. I remember mate having one and we're going around to play jetpack and space invaders on the spectrum, but yeah, that was difficult to really difficult to get. Um, I mean, it's it's half because like Clive Sinclair didn't see the spectrum as like a game computer, he, yeah. he saw it for like business use. Um, and from what I understand, he was quite pissed off people using it to play games because he didn't see the point. Made him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> made him a lot of money, and it literally like made Britain one of the biggest like video game hotspots in the world. But yeah. he didn't see the point. Yeah. But you know, but I, yeah, I, um, yeah. It's difficult to say with Inez because. There was that slump, wasn't there? After the Atari sort of went through some sort of mini slump, and then Vendez came out into it. But in the UK, we did. Really, I don't think the UK really suffered that slump. So I think when the Spectrum came out, the Commodore, the Amstrad, there was always going to be high demand for it. Um, as such, I do remember Christmases. You know. They were selling out, and games were selling out and stuff, and there was high demand for them. Um, I even remember the Mega Drive when the Mega Drive first came out. That was, I got um, an imported Mega Drive from Japan. It was that difficult to get. Um, oh wow! So, yeah, I I can't speak for the US, but I know in the UK, what's what I remember is there was high demand for these computers and consoles throughout the 80s and into the 90s. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent, but like, uh, 
because we're not just because we haven't really got huge amount to say about the film um does not mean that it's not worth watching i'd say it probably is it's, uh, especially if you've got kids if you're nostalgic for that uh period of history um then yeah check it out it's yeah. pretty decent we got anything anyone got any uh anything else to say any last words oh, his boots pay off because he gets um, his wife because she's got the same boots do you remember she's the girl on the bus oh yeah yeah and that pays off because he marries her Mhm. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's a good film. Go and watch it. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Highly yep. recommended. As a, I agree with that. You know. Yeah. Video game. Movie. Probably the best video game we've talked about <laughs> on this show. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Like I said, it's a low bar, but sure. Yeah. Can't really. Uh, can't really argue with that. Cool. Uh all right. Well, um gentlemen, thanks very much for joining me again. Cheers. Um Thank thanks dear listener for, for listening to us talk about another film. Thanks. Um I think the next episode that you will hear from us will be part one of our game of the year extravaganza. Woo! Because it is it is Ooh. that time of the year, so I don't know, two more episodes left of twenty twenty three. Uh and then we'll take a we'll take a little bit of time off and be back in um January of 2024. Talk about all the weird and wonderful games that we got in our stockings over Christmas. That's a thing, right? People have, I don't know. Do you ever do you get video games in a Christmas stocking, or is that like a main present thing? It fits in a stocking. So it fit, fits. Well, in a I stocking. mean, I, which games fit in a stocking? Video games. Uh, are they are they real now? Are they not just you know. They are. Real. They are real at time of recording. Wow. Jeff Keighley is about to award some of them prizes. Ooh. Yeah, but like not physical ones. Well, physical game? No, physical games are still a thing. Nah, I, mean, uh, I can't I know I'm getting the last at least... time I bought a physical game. I'm getting at least one physical game for Christmas. I know wow. that. What is it? Why well, buy at least one? I'm getting one physical game for Christmas. <laughs> I know that. What is the one game? <laughs> I think Zoe's got me uh, Pikmin. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, Switch games. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, it's the only the only console I have now that can I can buy physical hardware for because I've only got a Series S which doesn't have a disc drive. Well, that's what I was saying. And, I was like, and you a know. PC that doesn't have a disc drive. So, <laughs> how yeah. do? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I look forward to the next episode where we'll break down the first half of our, uh, our game of the year, and then uh, we'll finish it off after that. And uh, yeah. Uh, have a wonderful first half of of uh, December. Um, happy Hanukkah to everyone who celebrates it, and um, we'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Ta-ra. See Bye. Ya. Bye.